It is so good to know that God actually answers prayer. You know, it can be, it can be challenging sometimes. We serve an invisible God. <laughs> if you just think about that for a minute, it's kind of a big deal. We've never seen him yet, but he does move. He is powerful. He's wonderful. He's good. He's everything he said. But he is invisible, which can be challenging sometimes. How many of you guys have ever seen an angel? Raise your hand. One, two, three, four, five, six. A couple of you. That's awesome. Yeah, praise God. Most of us haven't yet. May the Lord bless us that we would be able to see more of the activity of heaven. But for the most part, it's invisible. And the scriptures talk about that, that the things that are invisible are eternal. But the things that we see are temporary. And it's the things that are invisible that speak of the eternal. They, they show up in the physical. And as we're praying and fasting, we're seeing that movement happen, which is exciting. Um, if you're here and you missed last week and the week before, uh, then we want to catch you up on what's going on. So um, what we have been doing is on uh, starting January 3rd, which was last week, we kicked off a fast. And so um, different people engaged in different ways. We're actually breaking that fast tonight, which is exciting. That communion was so good. <laughs> I was like tempted to take a couple of cups, but I felt like it would be wrong I mean, I am going to get one more next service, which is going to be delicious. <laughs> but it was so good. I'm like, mmm, the bread of life. So salty. Um, <laughs> where was I? I've been fasting. I don't know. <laughs> At any rate, uh, what we've been doing is we fasted for a week to kick off and as a part of an overall 40-day um, time of concerted prayer where we're going after specifically five different strongholds or points of prayer. And so the first one is a corporate one that we're praying together, and it's more of a point of prayer, um, and, and that is in the area of salvation. So first of all, we just want to pass these out right now. If you don't have one of these booklets, uh, could you just raise your hand, because we want to get one into your hands. Keep them up till you get one. Mark is walking around, and Jeff as well. So just keep your hands up, and we'll get those in your hands. And if you've already lost yours, you can just pretend like you didn't have it. Raise your hand and get another one. Um, but uh, on page one, what we've got is we've been praying over, as a, as a tribe, as a church, the area of salvation. We know the Father said that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Pray for more workers, that God of the harvest would send more workers. And we're praying, Lord Jesus, we need to see people saved. We need to see people born again. We know that's what you came, Jesus, was to save to seek and save that's which lost. And we're part of that, guys. So, um, so we have a couple of scriptures here. So let me, un let me unpack this a little bit, how it works. You've got the booklet in your hand. We're praying for areas that need God's intervention. So the first one, as I said, is a corporate one. But then that leaves four other areas for you to write in something that you want to go after. A stronghold or a point of prayer where you're asking God to move in that area. You're probably wondering, what is a stronghold? A stronghold, they're areas where when we think of them, we have trouble having hope that they would change. A stronghold is an area that when you think of it, you have a hard time having hope that it would change. You have diminished hope that would actually change. That's a stronghold. That's a pattern that has been under the influence of the wicked one and has become a habit of thinking. And at this point now, your mind actually, when it goes to that place, it just runs kind of the same program and it needs to be broken. 
And we know that God has said that our weapons of warfare are mighty to tear down strongholds. So this is a way that we engage those mighty weapons to tear down those strongholds, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So we're taking 40 days to pray into those areas and specifically to pray scriptures into those areas. When Jesus um, defeated Satan in the wilderness, when Satan tempted him for 40 days, Jesus was fasting and the, the enemy says the spirit of God led him out to be tempted. I, can, I need to slow down, don't I? When, uh, when, when the Holy Spirit led Jesus out to the desert to be tempted by Satan, that Jesus then defeated the enemy, we see this, by speaking scripture. He said to Satan, it is written. And he defeated the enemy when the enemy was tempting him. He overthrew him. And it says from that point on, when Jesus would go into different places, it would say, the enemy's looking for me, but he has nothing in me. I've already defeated him. Well, we defeat the enemy the same way through praying the scriptures, through, through speaking to those strongholds, those places, and saying, it is written. The earth belongs to the Lord. It is written. We use those scriptures. We defeat the enemy. But here's the thing. The enemy is a bully and a liar. And he is, you are, you, you have been in the habit of not getting breakthrough in that, in that area. And so most of us actually give up too soon and the enemy doesn't get displaced. And so what we're doing is we're taking 40 days. How many of you guys know that, that the, the earth was flooded and all wickedness was wiped off the face of the earth in 40 days of flood? Jesus fasted for 40 days and defeated Satan. Elijah fasted for 40 days. Moses went up and was face to face with God and didn't eat anything for 40 days. There's something about 40 days to defeat the enemy. Amen? So we're going after this. And what we're doing is we're praying the scriptures in these areas three times a day. We're taking those spots and we're hammering on them three times a day. I suggest probably your quiet time in the morning. Another time that's great is lunch. You're going to eat. It just takes a few minutes. While you're eating, take some time, pray these scriptures, and then at night, after dinner, during dinner, whatever. And then finally what we're doing is we've provided some space in this booklet where you can journal. A lot of us lose track of the, the things that God has done. A lot of times we'll ask God to move, and then when he does move, we forget that he did it because we weren't paying attention. Um, so what, what we're doing is every day we're just writing a sentence or a paragraph, something, you know, day one, prayed three times, felt nothing, but I'm hopeful. That's a great sentence. You know, that's fine. But you're writing down each day. By day seven, it's like the Lord was revealing this. Or I, I noticed this. I was encouraged by that. Or God breakthrough, which is amazing. Keep going after the other ones. Um, but you're going to keep track of this. So each day we're just taking a moment to write down a sentence or a paragraph as we go. And that is it. And then lastly, persevere, persevere, persevere. Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. Don't ever quit. Never, never, ever quit as Winston Churchill would say, and who had defeated the Nazis alongside of us. I'd say that's a good testimony. You don't, ain't, never going to quit. Amen? So we're going to persevere together. So that's what we're up to. So you've got your booklet, and I want to encourage you, go ahead and fill in those other areas where there maybe have been a stronghold or there's a prayer point where you're needing breakthrough. Um, so on the area of salvation, um, what we're doing is we're writing down some names. So that's on page one. So as a tribe, we're praying through these scriptures. But we're also writing down some specific names of people that are in your life that you're like, Lord, I just, I'm asking for you to grant them salvation. You guys know that no one comes to the Father unless he calls them. You know that we can pray just like Jesus prayed for Peter. Peter, Satan wants to sort you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that you'd be strengthened. So after you're converted, 
then strengthen your brothers and sisters. When Jesus prayed for Peter, Peter was able to recover. When we pray for others, they're able to come to Christ. Are you with me? We pray that God would grant people repentance. The Lord hears our prayers. We get to intercede on behalf of those who are unsaved, and God wants us to. I love the quote from Ed Silvoso. It's a, it's a great one. It says, without him, we can't, but without us, he won't. Isn't that good? So we are depending on and co-laboring with Christ, knowing that his kingdom is coming and his will is going to be done. So that's what we're in the middle of. So don't worry about the fact that you're getting on a little bit later. You can just go a week longer. That won't hurt you. You're going to enjoy the, the, um, the results of this so much. I know that, that, uh, that you're going you're gonna to rejoice in this. You're going to go on with it. But please join us. We're doing this together as a tribe. So sounds good, doesn't it? Is that exciting? So we're already seeing some breakthrough as we've been praying. Um, and uh, so I want to ask uh, uh, Jason to come up and share a testimony. Because already this week as we've been going after a certain point of prayer, we're seeing some incredible, incredible news. So I will leave that to my brother and friend and colleague and sparring partner, Jason Haig. It's more verbal sparring. We should, we should, we should try other sparring. Some... I mean, do you think that would go well? No. No, do it. <laughs> um, Maybe like slap fight. You want us to slap fight right now? So one of my points of prayer emphasis has been increased communication with Jack, my man. And I know some of you guys saw this already, but some of you guys uh, didn't at all. So I just want to share this with you. Um, Earlier, well, let's see, back in the fall, um, I decided that I wanted to start texting with him because he, he doesn't do a lot of, a lot of talking uh, verbally. But I thought, let's, let's start trying this. And he, he does really well with spelling words and reading. And, and, um, and he's been, I thought, let's try this a little bit more because we'd seen a little bit of success. Um, so... We did and saw some cool things. So I was like, oh my goodness, like he's, the, my man has things to say, you know? And, uh, and so I, I started this being one of my, my points of prayer um, on Sunday. And then on, uh, on Monday morning, oh, sorry, Tuesday morning, um, I, I left home and I said, hey, I, hey, you know, text me later, Jack. And and Beth was with him, and so he, uh, he texted. So we have, a, we have a screenshot here, and we'll go back and forth here. Um, I don't know if you can see that, but it starts with, he texted, hi, Dad, love you, love you, love you. And then I sent him a little gif, because Jack's lingua franca is cartoons and movies, right? Um, so a gif of Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. And so I said, I love you too, Piglet. And he says, you are Pooh. <laughs> I like it. So then I hopped over, and we changed movies, and we went to Kung Fu Panda. And here's Tigress from Kung Fu Panda. Sent him that. And he, of course, knows that. And he says, I am Poe. Now, Poe is the panda from Kung Fu Panda. So, you know, he's, he's awesome. And I said, yes, you are. And you are severely cool, which is also a line from that movie. And, uh, and he said, I am Poe, and you are monkey. Now, I love this because I love monkeys, and I love Jackie Chan's monkey character in that movie. And I asked him, is, po is monkey the funniest? And he says this, you are monkey because you are funny, 
And I am Poe because I am kind. Come on. Isn't that cool? Thank you. So I feel like this is already an answer to prayer that he would know. I already knew that he loved me and that he loved us, but that, that my guy here knows that he is kind and can express that, and I'm just, just praying for more. Come on. Thank you, Lord. So Sarah, what is the, what is the um, like sign language for this? <laughs> Praise God. All right. Well, as we're continuing in this 40 days of prayer, I, I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. And um, the first one that's important for us to understand is because we're, we're going after strongholds. We are. We're breaking the things that the enemy has built in our thoughts, in our minds, in our habits. And we're also seeking to break those strongholds in the lives of others so that they can be set free. Our commission from the Lord is that Jesus said, I came to destroy the works of the devil. Like everywhere that you see broken relationship, poverty, any of these things, that's the work of Satan and Jesus came to destroy that and we're called to do that with him. It's totally appropriate. It's even fun, honestly. It's fun to go and break up the wicked things that the enemy has done, the broken thinking that the enemy has planted in our head and that we now run that program as a, as a stronghold of the way that we think. That's absolutely appropriate and good and may we take great joy in doing that. However, it's important that as we go after these things, we're also seeking, of course, praying into certain areas and requesting of the Father that people be set free, people be healed, uh, relationships be restored. Again, absolutely appropriate. But this all rests in intimacy. This all rests in intimacy with the Lord. The, 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 the area that so often we can get pulled out of is honestly just being present with God. Like, how many times do we find ourselves doing stuff for God, re requesting stuff from God, wanting God to do things, but at the same time, we find ourselves actually doing it in like a non-relational way. It's almost transactional. If any of you have, like many times I was thinking about this, there are certain people that you only see them when they want something from you. You know, like you just know, like if you get, if their number comes up on your phone, and they're like, oh, they need something. And that's a bummer, isn't it? Because it's not that you don't actually want to help them. It's not that you actually don't want to help them. It's that you wish that they loved you more than just what they could get from you. Right? Like you end up usually still helping them because you love them. But what you recognize is like you don't, really, you don't really like me for me. You like me for what I can do for you. You count on me. And I'm glad that I'm trustworthy and faithful to you, but you don't actually want to be with me. You don't call me up and say, hey, can we just go for a walk today and talk? Can we just go to lunch and spend some time? I feel like I haven't heard from your heart for a while, and I miss being with you. You guys, God is a person. We are made in his image. And, and if you look at your neighbor, you notice, I notice that Sarah is a person, and she is made in God's image. She is a person. You and I, we seek relationship. We seek to be intimate with one another, to have friendship, to be a friend. And God has actually desired that we would be his friends, that we're, we're adopted as sons and daughters. And even beyond that, we're also adopted to be friends. 
And so when we're going after this, we've got to hold on to that because this could very, this can and does become extraordinarily transactional and it, and it ends up just being, it can just be dead religion. If you guys remember in the scriptures that those who knew the scriptures the best are the ones that killed Jesus. They were so good at religious activity. They were so faithful. They literally would tithe their seasonings for their soup. But they killed Jesus. So they were zealous to do a certain thing, but they had no concept of the fact that God was God with us. Emmanuel, God who wants to be with us. So I just want to exhort each of us to remember it's all about resting in Christ, being with Christ, for the joy of being his friends, his sons, his daughters, being present with him. And then with that, we absolutely, from that place, we absolutely do what we see our Father doing. Jesus always said, I only do what I see my Father doing. Why? Because he was with his Father. Jesus consistently, if you see in the scriptures, he would over and over again, he would get up in the middle of the night and go away and pray and be alone with his father. He would constantly go to desolate places, desert places, other places, so that he could be alone with the father. Why? Because he loved being with the father. And you and I are called to do the same thing. So as we're entering into prayer times, as we're coming into this, you know, we're, we're using this. This is just a tool to remind us to be present with the Lord. I don't know about you guys, but this week has been uh, really, like, not pleasant for me. You know, it was just not been pleasant for me. I've talked to different people. They're like, I'm so fatty. (laughs) The Daniel fast makes me have gas. For others, it's like, I'm fasting all food and my head is aching. I should have weaned off coffee first. For others, they're like, I'm dragging, I'm dragging, I'm going to die. I've been praying that Jesus would come and take me home. It hasn't been pleasant. But we fast and we pray, not because we're trying to manipulate God, but because we're saying, God, I actually desire you more than food. I'm saying that these, even these very good gifts that you've given me, they're not you. They're from you, but they're not you. And what I really need is you. And anything that's in the way of me and you, I want to set aside this time, the Old Testament says, to afflict myself. How many of you thought you were going to die this week, right? Your body literally is like, you're going to die, right? It's crazy how powerful it is when you deny your flesh for the purpose of seeking God. Your flesh freaks out. It's like, no, this can't be good. There's got to be an article on the internet that gives me permission to never do this again. And you can find them. They're there. There's many other people that were like, yes, I should never have to ever do this biblical stuff. But the point is, it's because your body doesn't know what you need. You know what you need. Your spirit knows what you need. And when we set these things aside, it's not unto manipulating God. It's unto being present with him and removing the distractions. And I wanted to share this with you because this has been a terrible fast for me. I mean, I like the results. Like, that's been cool. Health-wise, that's been cool. But pleasure-wise, like, this has not been a pleasant week. And I was talking to the Lord about it. I was actually kind of frustrated because, you know, you also read all the great testimonies of, like, and I fasted, and then the heavens were opened, and then I saw an angel, and it gave me heavenly bread. You know, that sounds amazing. Where's that, Lord? And I didn't get any of that. But you know what I did get? 
little by little as the week has gone on, I noticed that although the Lord wasn't doing what I thought he should do, which was to show up and bring me something pleasant, that's honestly what I wanted. And one of my strongholds, by the way, is gluttony and finding comfort through things. I want to go shopping. I want to go out for lunch. I want to have another appetizer since I'm out for lunch. I want to have another glass of wine. Like for me, it's always how much is enough? The answer is just a little bit more. Like this has been a stronghold in my life, my entire life. I have always sought comfort through things. I've gotten some decent breakthrough in life and it's gotten better and better, but I don't have full freedom in this area. And so I'm going after that. Well, this week, I'm not getting any of that stuff. But that, that stronghold is saying like, but let, then let the Lord bring something pleasant because I'm used to demanding something pleasant and getting comfort from it. And by the way, when you get comfort from things other, from, other than God, you can get them. That's the whole point, isn't it? And as I was going through this time, I noticed that he wasn't bringing me anything pleasant. I wasn't getting some grand revelation. I, no angels visited me, or if they did, I didn't see them. The Lord didn't give me an overflow of tingly, hot, honey love from heaven. I've had those kinds of experiences, and quite honestly, I love them. I love those experiences, but that's not what he did for me. What he's done this week is little by little, in his goodness, he's ignored all those things the way that I would want it, and he's come in and he's just taken away the encumbrances of a frenetic, busy mind. He's taken away all these different areas that I didn't realize they were so entrenched in my thinking and that, that it's, like I almost, it's like I almost can't even have a thought without these things finding their way back into that thought. Over the week, I went from like, I can't even sit still for one minute to being able to sit still for like five minutes, which is a 500% increase. <laughs> I just want you to know that. It's a statistic and you should think about it. But what I've found is that my mind has been so busy, it has been so rushed that I haven't been able to abide and be present with the Lord. And this week, what he's done is he's gone after that. And as I've become more aware of him, it wasn't that he brought something in, it's that he removed things, and now I am more aware of the peace that passes understanding. And I wanted to exhort you today and encourage you today, in case you were having a similar experience of like, man, I feel like all I did was just engage in some misery, and I, I don't feel like I got like a spiritual breakthrough necessarily. If you did, praise God, those are really fun too. I hope next time I get that. But I'm really grateful that I got what the Lord saw as perfectly good for what I need right now. And I want to encourage you in that. Did you catch this? He removed the things that have been in the way of me being aware of him. That's what fasting does for us. It's not the only thing that it does, but it's a huge part of what it does, is that anything else that's been in the way of him, between me and him being able for me to abide in him. John 15, 3 through 5 simply says this, Already you are clean because of the word that I've spoken to you. And this is Jesus speaking. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. 
This is so key for us, guys. In all the areas of our life where we find ourselves powerless, we need to recognize, I must not be abiding in Christ. If the results that you're getting for your efforts is that nothing is working, go back and find out, Lord, what's going on that I'm, not, that I'm not in you anymore. I'm not abiding in you in this place anymore. Something is happening. For me, it's been the attack of Joshua Rivas's great ideas. Oh, I just need more research. I need more YouTube. I need more uh, internet searches. I need, I need more information. And information is good unless I'm only eating from the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Knowledge puffs up. John 15, 7 through 11 says this, if you abide in me, Jesus continuing, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish. Did you catch that? If you abide in me, then you can ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. I love this. By this my Father is glorified, that you abide in me and ask what you wish. This is how my Father is glorified, and he goes on, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Did you catch that? If you abide in me, you can ask anything. My Father's glorified that you do this. Abide in me so that your prayers will be answered, so that you can bear fruit, and I've told you this so that my joy would be in you and your joy would be full. Our opportunity to be having answered prayer and to have joy is to abide in the Lord. This is the invitation. This is what we're doing as we're praying through these things. It begins there. So as we're coming into these prayer times, I just want to exhort us, encourage us that we begin with gratitude, that we begin with saying, Lord, let me be aware of you. Lord, don't let me be like Joshua Rivas sitting here just thinking and thinking and thinking and paying no attention to your presence. Let me be better than him, Lord. That's a good prayer. Well, you don't have to compare, but it's pretty easy to be better than me. You'll get, you'll get a giggle out of the Lord. But he says this. I love this part. Jesus says, just as I have, no, he says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. When you and I come to him, I want you to remember that. Jesus loves us the way that the Father loves Jesus. You and I can meditate on that when we come before him with prayer to say, Jesus, I accept your love right now. And I love you back. Help me to be aware of your presence right now. I, I'm going to revel in the, your goodness. Take time to thank him. We enter into his courts with thanksgiving. Into, we threw his, I'm sorry, into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Take time for gratitude as you're doing this, okay? You with me? Can you guys receive that? All right, I have a small exhortation here, and then uh, we've got some more testimonies, and then we'll wrap it up. So we begin by abiding in the Lord. This, none of this is even fun without the abiding. But then there's another really fun thing that we get to do as we're breaking strongholds. We also get to release blessing. We also get to release blessing. So yes, we attack the enemy with the word of God. We bust out the sword. We lop his head off. We say it is written. We defeat him. That's super good. But there's also something where we want to see God's kingdom come and his will be done. And you guys, you know that you're a kingdom of priests, right? You're kings and priests. 
You and I have been given authority through Christ Jesus to release heaven. Our prayer is on earth as it is in heaven. So we have this extraordinary power to bless. And I want to I I talk to you about that. First of all, the thing that I want you to know is that the first thing that God did with us and the last thing Jesus did in his ministry on earth was to bless us. Let me show that to you. In Genesis chapter 1, 27, 28, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Our mandate, our purpose, and the power to actually accomplish it came through the blessing of God. Did you catch that? So that's the beginning. Then in Luke 24, it says, When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, this is speaking of Jesus, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Jesus completed his ministry and released his ministry to us with a blessing. It's the exact same thing. He blessed. Out of that blessing, we receive the Holy Spirit, and we're continuing that good work. They didn't think a blessing. They didn't hope a blessing. They spoke a blessing. The power of our mouth is so incredibly important. What we speak is what we get. Many times, unfortunately, we speak death. Oftentimes, we speak our fears instead of speaking the purposes of God. You guys, your mouth is the most powerful thing in the earth. Wield that power wisely because you are a king and a priest. And you have the authority to release blessing or curses. And you will do one or the other. Amen? So as we're doing this, we want to release blessing into these prayer points. We're praying the scriptures. We're defeating the enemy. And then we're releasing a blessing into this area. So let me just share one more. 1 Peter 3, 8, and 9. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Did you catch that? Instead, on the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this you were called. Did you catch that? You are called to release blessing. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm called to release blessing. That is a, that's a lot of truth tellers up in this hizzy. All right. So the word blessing, I want to just share with that with you real quick, tell you how this works, and then Janelle's going to come up. The word blessing used in the New Testament is eulogia, all right? It's a Greek word, eulogia. It's the word that we get eulogy from, and it means to speak well of. The first time we ever see blessing is when God did it, and what did he do? When God spoke a blessing, what did he do? I'm speaking over you the plans and purposes that I have for you. So the first primary thing we see is that blessing someone is speaking God's intentions over their life. His intentions and purposes over their life. And we get that same, then you say eulogia, to speak well of someone. So if I'm to speak the best thing I could speak about you, to say you're a son of the most high God, you're filled with righteousness and the spirit of God, nothing is impossible for you. Everything you touch will be blessed, and God is pleased with you. And at the end of your life, you will see him, and he will say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant, in whom I am well pleased. That's the truest thing I know about this man. That's the truest thing I know in the name of Jesus. 
Amen? That's what we're called to do. That's how we speak that blessing. So what we want to do as we're, as, we're, as we're praying is that we want to speak blessings in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit over those areas. So, so I'm praying uh, for some people, and so I'm going to say over them, I'm going to use different names uh, just because I'm live. So Jim and Sally, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I bless you that you would know God as he desires you to know him. I bless you that you would find him, that your eyes would be opened, and you would fulfill every purpose and plan that he has for your life. I bless you that you would overcome all obstacles, that you and your children and your children's children would be blessed by God, and that you would be the firstborn in your family, and that everyone in your family would be saved going upwards and backwards in Jesus' name. Amen? So you just, and here's the fun thing, when you start blessing, you'll notice an excitement, come on up Janelle, you'll notice an excitement that starts happening inside of you because you're like, this just feels so right. Because it is, it's one of the most powerfully profound things that you and I do. And so I want you to add that to your arsenal as you're praying through these things, pray those scriptures, attack those strongholds, but then release a blessing with it, amen? Can we do this together? All right, well, Janelle has some very cool testimony she's going to share, and then she's going to wrap us up. All right, thank you. I just wanted to share a couple of testimonies to encourage you guys to keep going after it, to keep contending on these things that we're praying for. Um, our family had one. My dad needs hip replacement surgery. And I think this kind of started September, October, and he's just kind of been in that holding pattern waiting game. And we've just been praying, like, Lord, we need this. Like, why do we have to keep waiting? And because of COVID and backups and whatever, it's just been an ongoing holding pattern. Thursday, he got the day, and he has a date. So we're super thankful for that. And one little fun thing is 40 days from when he got the phone call is the surgery date. So that was just a fun, God's answering prayer there. So that's fun. Uh, last Sunday after Joshua shared, I had a lady say to me, I just realized I have a stronghold of fear in my life, so I'm going to be contending for that. So we prayed together, and um, she texted me, I don't remember, Tuesday or Wednesday, and she said, the past two days have not been easy, but I could honestly say that they have not been filled with the fear and anxiety I normally experience. So isn't that so good? Like, Yeah. It's not, it's not done, it's not broken, but there's steps, God's moving, there's progress happening. Another lady, um, I just felt the Lord say, have the staff sign a card and just mail it to her. So it was just a, hey, we're thinking of you, we love you, whatever. And then she texted me after she got it in the mail, and she said, tell everyone thank you for the card, it really meant a lot to me. The thing is, my fasting is fully centered around believing that God loves me. And here's a card in the mail and a whole bunch of I love yous. So isn't that so good? Oh, okay, one more. Uh, one of our teens in the youth group at the, their Christmas party, uh, Pastor Jeff has them write out um, some goals, and it's a birthday present to Jesus. And this particular one wrote down, um, it gets me a little bit, that he wanted to not waste so much time and actually read his Bible. <laughs> and um, he reported in at youth group that 
because he's fasting from screens, he, and he agreed to this, like his parents didn't have to strong arm him. He was like, okay, I can do that. And he reported in, I, I read my Bible this week. I actually had time to read my Bible. This fast is giving, more, giving me more time to talk to God and open the Bible instead of scrolling YouTube. <laughs> Isn't that so great? I mean, can you imagine? Ugh. I'm sorry to interrupt. Okay. Those are so good. Before Janelle closes, there's just an important thing for those of you that just got your booklets. Feel free to use the internet to search for scriptures surrounding the strongholds that you're going after. So for instance, for me, I just searched like great scriptures for breakthrough with gluttony. And you'd be amazed at the incredible lists that people already have online, and that'll give you a great way to search for that. Otherwise, you can kind of feel lost. So I had that on my notes. I forgot to say it. So just do that. It'll really help you pick a couple, write them down. Now you got something to pull your sword out and start, start whipping at them. So sorry yeah, to interrupt, that's okay. but that's a kind of a hard thing to just all of a sudden open up my Bible. Right, right. So anyway, sorry. Continue, Janelle. Forgive Go me, buddy. Google has good, good stuff out there on Google. Um, but this week, as we've just been walking through this, I have just found encouragement knowing that you guys are doing this with me. We're, we are doing this together. You know, I, I passed on the ice cream because I know, you know, you just draw strength from that when you know that you're doing this together. Um, and I want to encourage you to look for those places that God's moving. Like, look, that lady that said, these few days haven't been easy, but I know I haven't had as much fear. So just look for those places. Um, Thursday morning, I was praying through my book, and I just felt like the Lord asked me to share it with people, the things that I'm contending for. And my, I think I just like even took an actual step back, like, ugh, that feels vulnerable and embarrassing. I don't know that I can do that. And then silence. <laughs> and he said to me, there's breakthrough in the sharing. And the in the vulnerability, healing and breakthrough comes. I'm like, okay, all right, I can do that, I can do that. So that's been challenging, but as I'm doing that, I'm telling you guys, those little things are falling off. I'm like Joshua, where there hasn't been earth-shattering huge things, but just little things are happening. So what we're going to do today is take a few minutes and do that together. For those of you that maybe just got your book, you're like, oh, I'm not really sure, and that's okay. Probably... Everyone knows of someone that you can pray for salvation, so we could at least do that. But we're going to find someone that's safe, find someone that you can trust to share with, and we're just going to share, and then we're going to play, play, pray blessings over each other in this area. So we're going to take just a couple of minutes, find someone, and then just pray, um, share one of these areas, and then pray together. So... Um, We'll do about two or three minutes, and then we'll come back together for just a second.
We'll give you about one more minute and then we'll wrap up here. All right. How'd that go for you guys? Was that good? Make you a little sweaty inside like it did me when the Lord asked me? I love it. I love it. Um, as we were praying, I just felt that there's some of you potentially that maybe need some fresh hope. So the prayer team, the elders are coming right now. Um, and if, if you're like, there's no way that God will even possibly do this. Like, you just don't even have hope to think of five things. Um, I would like to strongly encourage you, challenge you to come and get prayer just for hope for that even to be a thing. And if you're needing some prayer today also in these and just encouragement and reminders, um, come forward for hope and just, um, just draw strength from these guys up here because um, they really... Um, they want to hear the Lord with you and just pray and encourage you. So is that it, Pastor Joshua? Are we good? All right. So Jesus, thank you, God, for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for the way you're moving. Thank you for your patience with us and the way you're such a gentleman and you allow us time to work through these and you don't force us to work through faster than we can. And God, I just speak blessings over my family. Lord, bless them with grace with the tenacity to keep going after these things. Lord, thank you for the way that you are um, speaking to us. We just contend for more breakthrough, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, have a great day. Enjoy the sun that I hope is out there by now.